2: Beautiful people, welcome back to another episode of Who Can Relate. If you are new here, welcome. I appreciate your time and investing in me and the beautiful community that is Who Can Relate. Uh, this show is all about discovering your higher self through adversity, vulnerability, with a big underline under that word, and self-love, because we all need more of it. And if you are regular, again, part of the community, welcome back two weeks in a row. We made it it's a little bit of a rough start here to the first season. Okay. This week's episode is going to be absolutely incredible, amazing, and hopefully life-changing for some. Shay and I took a month-long trip to the motherland, which is South Africa and Cape Town specifically. It was my fourth time there, first time for Shay, and it was just an incredible, enlightening trip. I always love going back to Cape Town because it just brings me right back to exactly where I need to be, makes me appreciate what I need to appreciate more often, and it always gives me that entire bakery of humbleness. So as we are rolling in this season two, I always start off every episode with a quote and an intention. Today's quote is from Miss Jane Elliott. What we do in the present constructs the future. I'll say it one more time for the people in the back. What we do in the present constructs the future. I chose this quote in reference to today's episode because, as my two guests will just beautifully explain, that's what it's all about. It's all about doing what we can while we can to hopefully make the world in the future a better place. And as far as intention goes, there's there's so much to, to set intention for for this one, but I would just say... My intention for this episode is to really bring awareness to those in need, really bring a spotlight on the smaller communities, the no names, the completely just beneath the surface organizations and all the entrepreneurs out there that just need a little bit of love, a little bit of help, a little bit of spotlight here. And also to hopefully raise awareness for, again, for those who need it. But before we get into all that, a little bit on South Africa and why Shay and I decided to take a month. I didn't mean to just like graze over that. While we decided to take a month to get down there and just enjoy ourselves, it was a little bit of a um, two-year wedding anniversary trip as well as just a let's get the hell out of here trip. We need a break. Uh, I chose South Africa mainly because, again, it has a really special place in my heart. I've probably put in a total of four months, I think, in, in that country. And it's really meant a lot to me. It was my first time here back in 10 years, so since 2011. And have some really good friends still down there and, and, and some amazing connections and, and resources. And so I couldn't wait to take Shay down there and um, show her all that I've been hyping up. And it definitely lived up to expectations. So I wanted to learn more about the culture the heritage, the history, the ancestry, and 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 just more in depth detail about South Africa. Uh, every time I've been before, it's it's primarily been like a tourist trip. I've I've done all the you know tourism things and, and hiking Table Mountain and Lion's Head and going to Robins Island and and um, you know all those kind of things. But I really wanted to get into the community. I wanted to get my hands into the mud and really just learn and and submerge myself into. Anything that was meant for us during that trip. So I hit up my boy, Lloyd. Shout out to Lloyd, who was just an incredible, incredible tour guide the whole time we were down there. And, uh, you know, I mentioned to him, I want to film some episodes. I want to get in touch with some people, some locals who are, you know, trying to make a change in their community. And and I'd love to give, you know, my platform to them and and however they want to utilize it. So he introduced me to these two incredible young men in Ayanda and Apiwey. And I'll start with Ayanda. So Ayanda has his hands in, in all things the townships and in Kailicha to be, to be specific. And one of the companies that he co-founded is called ABCD, which is a lifestyle marketing tourism startup based in the heart of Kailicha. And their mission is to represent the culture experiences. So what they do is, is, is they really try to put an emphasis on the townships and, and on Kailicha where he's from to put it into a better light. For the outsiders looking in, and when I tell you that he did exactly that for Shay and I, it's uh, it's it's an understatement. He opened up his home, opened up his arms, and just opened up his his wealth of knowledge and 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 information on where he's from, and it was just such a a memorable trip for for us, um, mainly because of people like Ayanda and A P So I'm so excited to you know, showcase his talents and, and let everyone hear what he's about and what he's trying to do. Uh, and then my second guest is a A Apiwe and his wife are <laughs> godsends in, in every sense of the word. So what Apiwe and his wife do is they create a safe space for kids in the community of the townships who are struggling in homes of, of abuse, whether it be verbal, mentally or physical, um, trying to get them out of the danger zones of the townships and bring them into a place where they can learn, they can love, and they can just live in, in, in peace. Whether it be for a couple hours a day or, or a couple weeks out of the month or so on and so forth. So Lloyd brings us to a P-Ways house with Ayanda and Shay and I walk in and, and we, had, we had really no idea what we were walking into. And the first thing we see is a P-Ways wife teaching kids. And I was like, oh wow, this is okay, this is great. This is cool. And and then come to find out all the rest that they do as as mental health coaches and um how they've they've curated this, this space where uh it's just such a beautiful energy in an environment that is so inspiring to me as a grown adult. And I can't even imagine a younger child, especially in that type of environment. So Api and his wife created this organization, this company called Tempiza Ratanga, and as you'll see here on the screen, and if you're if you're listening, just follow along. Uh, the personal message is rebuilding Tempiza Ratanga from a dumping site to a safe place in the community. It's a nonprofit organization situated in the informal settlements of the TR section of Kailicha. Started by a Pway and his wife, they offer a safe space in a not so safe place. Let me say that again, because that's how special this is. They offer a safe space in a not-so-safe place. They use education, art, and sports, and tools for community development and self-empowerment. Over the last eight years, Tembeza Ratanga has become a safe space for members of the community. Growing up in this community made them see a need for a safe space and accessible opportunities. So what did they do? They cleaned up a dumping site and turned it into a place of hope and safety. They offer a platform for people to showcase their talents, receive help from schoolwork, do yoga, and engage in other sports and arts activities. They have hosted performances from festivals and live music to poetry sessions. They support their community with basic needs through their soup kitchen, clothing, and sanitary drive. And unfortunately, now they face challenges of working in a facility being unsafe for the public and their resources are being depleted. Their indoor space was damaged by the weather, And the fence that protected the children from the water has broken. And they now cannot provide the safe space that the community has come to love and trust. So they're fundraising to rebuild an indoor space with shipping containers, fix the fence, and provide more resources as books, supplies, computers, chairs, and tables to their beloved community. Their dream is to have a safe and secure working facility that inspires and empowers the local community. And they need that facility to be as strong as their dream. Now, part of my goal and intention for this episode is to bring awareness to, again, these types of organizations. I'm going to have all the links in the show notes below, whether, again, you're listening to this or watching this. And I would love for the Who Can Relate community to just take some time, look over these organizations, and if you feel that you can and you feel the need to donate in any kind of way, shape, or form, please let's try to help them out. I will say this again. These organizations provide safe space for children for a community where there is almost no hope. And we can all relate to that as we've been through our own struggles in our life. So whatever you can donate, whatever time you have to give back and to research and to try to communicate, let's do everything we can in our power to help them out. So before we get into this amazing episode and some incredible, beautiful energy exchange and conversation that was by the way, this is back in October 2021 with a Way and IONDA award from one of the sponsors of today's episode. Thank you to Ombre Lab for sponsoring this episode. So now that I'm getting older, I realize that uh, things are happening health wise that I just cannot put my finger on. As much as it drives me crazy, it is what it is. So I was like, let me reach out and get a sponsor for the show. I know I can't be the only one, and insert Ombre Lab. Let me explain to you a little bit of what Ombre does. Did you know that your stool holds the secret to a healthier life? This is because your stool is the most effective way to measure your gut bacteria. If you have a hard time maintaining a healthy weight, no matter what the diet or exercise you try is, your gut may be to blame. If you're struggling with bloating, constipation, or abdominal pain, maintaining a healthy weight, weak immune system, or constantly getting sick, Skin blemishes like acne and eczema, even your daily happiness and mental health, and you can't figure out what the cause is, the answer could literally be found in your gut. Speaking of your gut, your gut contains trillions of bacteria, both good and bad. When your body doesn't have enough good bacteria, the bad bacteria flourishes. And when this happens, you can start getting these types of symptoms. Ombre Lab makes it really easy to measure your gut health by offering an at-home test that can measure the bacteria levels by testing your shit. That's right, you heard me, by testing your shit. (laughs) This test will ship straight to your door with easy to follow collection instructions, and don't worry, it's very sanitary. Upon receiving your results, Ombre Lab will give you a detailed breakdown of your gut bacteria the health issues it may cause, and what specific foods you need to consume more or less of to improve your health. Now, Shay and I just this morning, I kid you not, did our lab results. We activated our account. We sent it off, and now we got to wait about two to four weeks. So stay tuned to hear what I should not be eating or what I should be eating more. Same thing for the Portuguese lover. Now, with a subscription, they will even develop your personalized probiotics to help you heal your gut. So if you give a shit about your shit, a.k.a. your gut, all you have to do is sign up for the Ombre at-home test. Once again, that is tryombre.com, T-R-Y-O-M-B-R-E.com slash JD30 for $30 off your test. Okay, now, without further ado, let's get into this amazing episode with Ayanda and P-Way live from South Africa. So, Ayanda. Uh, ngos. Apewe, Apiwe. Sure, Dad. Pleasure to have you on. Everyone says pleasure in South Africa, so pleasure <laughs> is mine to have you on. Just
3: uh, to, to, to say we in South Africa, we say Awe.
2: Awe, okay. <laughs> sure. Love it. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, Ayanda, you can go first, but a little bit more background about you. Let's talk about ABCD. We'll talk about it all.
4: Okay. Uh, so, formally, my name is Ayanda Senemukubak. A great one, I should say. It's spelled C-U-B-A like the small Cuban islands. <laughs> 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 um, I was actually born in P.E., but I grew up in Cape Town. Yeah. Um, my dad and mom were just drifting around, and then they so happened to work there for a couple of years, so I just got conceived and born that side. Okay, Cape Town became our home. Um, I'm a creative entrepreneur, so basically I did the creative arts for all of my life. And I've always been passionate about like creating solutions and finally it landed me in the side of business. I'm mm. um, one half of A B C D Concepts, a company I started or a business that I started with my friend Ubuntu back in twenty fifteen. And it's basically a tourism business, but we just say we sell access, that's us. (laughs) Um, So we host people in our community of Ikai Licha through cycling, running, partying, educationals. We just try and create a space where someone enjoys an authentic experience of Ikasi. And I think pretty much when people come to South Africa, they're always bombarded with the history and heritage of our past. And that's tightly linked to Soweto has yeah. been like the mecca, but then Kylie is the fastest-growing township in the country and the biggest in the city, mm. so we want to represent our own small corner by making sure that we do it right, and that's to tourism, basically. Yeah.
2: Yesterday, we um, had an amazing tour. As I told you, like a tour guide, even though you didn't really sign up for that, but um, <laughs> it was a great tour. Actually, we had no idea, so Shay and I, we were with Lloyd, yeah. right, and we were just driving around, Lloyd was taking us, his old, old home, was raised in and um he's like cool we're just gonna pick up my friend and he's gonna roll with us i'm like okay and then we got out at at the uh,
4: <laughs> uh Square.
1: at the
2: yeah the square and i was like oh we're like getting an actual tour like this is like a tour guide you know so um but the knowledge that you have and in the way you articulate it was just like it, you were like a librarian like a super dope like librarian you know what i mean <laughs> and i was just like he knows everything about everything True. so um, it was just such a beautiful experience and, and for me, whenever I travel I always try to um, get in touch with locals To find out where to go, where to eat What to see, what to do, who to talk to And um, you guys were the, the perfect people yesterday So your tour was amazing I learned way more in four hours Than I probably would in four years In college, in university So <laughs> you gave me like a crash course With some quizzes too
4: I appreciate it Like um, So... I didn't even plan on, like, doing tourism. (laughs) I think it just got sprung up on us um, when an opportunity came. But I've always enjoyed history. And Mm -hmm. I grew up in a house where my parents were very, like, proactive and engaged Mm -hmm. in a lot of social issues that were happening. So my mom was quite deep into politics. She'd tell me a lot of stories about her childhood being Mm -hmm. up. So I always understood, like, the transition of how they got to live where we were. And when I had the opportunity to just be in a tourism space, I was like, you know what? You might as well just go to school and learn more. And I play around even how I share the information because I don't feel knowledge should be scripted like it's a big dictionary, it's a bible. Like it should relate to what's currently happening today, but have a way of drawing back the past and making people understand how all of that put us in this situation. So even yesterday, like starting at the Remembrance Square, I really I thought about on the spot. I'm like, yeah, we're here. You know what? backyard there's something amazing that you can explore (laughs) yeah and then when we were there it was just like also feeding into your energy as well and just making the best of the moment yeah you said something yesterday about um
2: how so when you land in cape town for anyone who doesn't know one of the first things you see is the townships yeah like straight away like two minutes into your drive and i i loved what you said you were like that's usually most people's only experience of the townships. Ooh. It's just through the car window. yeah. And we were in it. And it was, like, to feel and to see and to witness everything, but then to get history behind it, right? We were driving past, at one point, one of the uh, streets in the townships, and we were, like... I think Shay asked, like, how do you how do you just set up shop? Yeah. You, know, you, just, you just pick your land or like what, what, you pay rent or like what happens, you know?
4: <laughs> he can definitely attest to that because yeah. he's grown up in a space that was informal. Mm. Like for me, what I said was my history was my parents came there because there was like an opportunity where right. the banks had stepped in and they'd built housing. And I don't believe even people understand that concept. Like when we think about townships or we trying to really unpack this whole um idea or narrative around what is the identity of a township and my mind is like informal community right but then for my situation back 31 years ago people came in and there was informal housing Mm. so when we got to see that space like it was like ah this is the whole community it's just made out of different building blocks yeah so the informal setup is people just coming in taking land (laughs) (laughs) literally i know (laughs) that's what i was like and and the homes are so close
2: together you would think if you have a free range of
4: wherever you want to set up why not spread out it's it's a first come first serve okay so so the the rule of thumb is if you get there first you get prime spot that's like close to the road a bigger yard if you have a car you have a parking space yeah you get there late you're right Mm. at the back okay okay yeah and then if someone has like a yard and they have no intentions of really building, yeah, yeah. then you get, get asked to them permission, like, can I come and squat next to you, and maybe we'll, okay. we'll work out a system, like we're how we coexist. It. Yeah. So that it's, it's like that, and Shay actually asked the question, she, we were just joking around when you were inside, like, he just went in with his camera, and <laughs> <laughs> what if something happens, like, nah, actually, the, like, that community works differently. Mm. There yeah. is like a, a very strong culture of working yeah. together, yeah. so if someone even attempts at doing something wrong, you better pray to God that your ancestors are with you that mm. day or else that mob justice, Yeah, there's slim same chances same. of you making it out there, like yeah. sometimes alive. So sure. it's such a strong protective culture that the guys have yeah, for one another because they have to share everything. Of, of course, of course.
2: A little bit more about ABCD really quick and then a few will go to you. But um, some of the events that you put together, I know Lloyd's <laughs> DJ at a couple places. Um, my first question is, how was it embraced by the community of you coming in saying, you know, I want to I help, number one, and number two, I want to bring more joy and lightness and happiness and, and more so spot, spotlight like kind of the local artist, right? Because there's a lot of talent. Lloyd gave us a whole explanation of, like, who's come from there, whether mm. it's a singer or an artist
4: or a designer.
2: Yeah. How was it received when you first kind of started?
4: So a lot of what we do is what Kylie Chairs is about. Sure. And in that way it made it easy because there's such a big collaborative spirit. Yeah. And we partnered with guys like Wapiwe to showcase a different side of Akalicha. Iqa. And it's all about how are we influencing like the next generation? How do we give it for like pay it forward basically? Yeah. And for us, we have a simple triple bottom line as a business. Mm. We do what we do so that it betters our community. Yeah. It's we took up a lot of space in the community. So yeah. we needed eyes and ears sure. and everywhere. everywhere. Sure. And that's how we always try and ensure we do our bit. Yeah. And we try and ensure that it's not just about tourism. It's mm-hmm. just about being immersed in a different culture, in a different sure. lifestyle, and getting a sense that you are here as Indo uh, in our language, which is a guest, um, and not a tourist. Because mm-hmm. a tourist sure. makes it seem like you are in this glass... Like a museum, a museum yeah, basically. Right. Yeah. When you are in Andrew, you're just here as a guest, and yeah. you're learning what the locals doing. So you're doing like what the locals do basically. for sure. So that's. Yeah. Awesome.
2: I love it. and I love what you do, man. And we talked about it yesterday. Like, I'm I'm a huge passionate person. Like my heart is too big for my body at times. And when I, when we like, just the energy that you gave was like, oh, he's got passion too. Like he <laughs> cares, right? This is not for show. Like you actually care. Mm. Um, but speaking of being a guest in someone's home. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like getting the tour right and you were giving these, these uh, the alphabet thing how you said like there's, there's no O yeah, there's right no. <laughs> and, and, and like the neighborhoods because they go off of alphabet yeah. yeah. and um, you are telling Lloyd where to go and you're like turn left here do this do that we're here and Lloyd leaves his Mercedes on the side of the street and I was like are you okay <laughs> like are, is this we're good he was like he, in my head I'm like well yeah there's no back way you know what I mean it's like <laughs> this is the road so we get out and we didn't even know where we were going and so we walk in and and your wife is teaching like a study mm. with like 12 to 15 young kids and we're like oh we're, i'm sorry you know i didn't i didn't mean to intrude sure. in and everyone's like no keep coming back keep coming back and then we met at P-way. and uh tell me a little bit everything actually about what you and your wife have created mm.
3: Uh, it was a surprise visit. <laughs> <I> <laughs> oh, you didn't know say, either. I didn't know. Oh, God. He okay. He just called me when he was. Oh, uh, man. When you guys were getting off. Okay, so yeah. I was like, no, Ayanda, as you said, he's got a big heart. So yeah. I know this guy. Whenever he brings people, he's got good intentions and he sure. wants to expose our space. So sure. na So, my name is Apiwe uh, Menziwa, but I'm also known as Kama, uh, which is my stage name. Performing artist. Look, I love uh, it. I plug. love it. I forgot about so, that. Cool. So I'm, 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 I'm like two bodies, maybe like a Beyonce. Karma is my Sasha Fierce. <laughs> uh, but they, I like how they match and balance together. Because sure. Many people really know a and many know Karma like equally. And I don't feel like any yeah. offense when someone knows me from that platform. <laughs> because for me, it's just one purpose, really, yeah. which is to bring a change in people's lives and in my community, per se, through, whether it be through music or through what I do <coughs> in the space, which is sure. Tembi Saratanga. So um, we have this uh, organization that we run, myself and my wife, which is called Tembisaratanga, mm-hmm. that is named after our community. informal settlement, which is a different part or perspective of what Kailicha is known for by many people. Uh, We're in a very congested uh, area uh, with a lot of challenges, uh, hence the the programs for the kids. We started in 2013 when we saw a need for a safe space for the community, basically, Uh, because there's so much happening around the community. uh, There's not even a space for a kid to be a kid and just play around. I remember for us growing up, we used to play alongside the pavement and we lost a lot of friends when we're crossing over the road or we're just being kids. Uh, so when we started the space, it was mainly for us performing artists when we saw a gap um, and the need for uh, alternative spaces where we can hold festivals and theatre shows. So we started and we cleared what used to be a dumping site also. There used to be a lot of rubbish there and we saw beyond the rubbish and when we're expanding and extending the household also we were forced because we lived in a tourum shack more than eight people, extended females so we were forced to extend. And when we achieved to do a first balcony in the shacks, mm. we're celebrating that, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and we were flexing. And I have
2: to ask you: Was your brother a part of the architecture? Because is. your brother is like a walking IKEA. He
3: is, <laughs> he's it's 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 in him. He's, yeah. he's, he doesn't have any background of architect, but the the ideas. Yeah. And, what he has in his mind, it blows me away YouTube. all the time. YouTube, was, was YouTube was a huge YouTube yeah. as well, he, he's a first learner, he's doing a yeah. lot of stuff and he's developed and gave us nice um, ideas as to making that uh, th- that vision or that is Tempizaratanga to come to life, so yeah. uh, props to him and yeah. may you keep on <laughs> smoking, what <or just> you're smoking. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> <So> it's working. Because <laughs> it's, it's working for sure. <laughs> it's working. So, yeah. we, we then uh, saw a number of kids after we held festivals and shows because they were the audience coming to experience what we were portraying as artists. Yeah. But after that, they don't want to go home. They play, then they started flocking in after school playing there. Yeah. But we had a problem now from the parents when they mm-hmm. come to call them Hey, when are you here? why are you here? And the house chores are not done. The schoolwork you're lacking. So we saw and we heard uh, the complaints from the parents. Then my wife being someone who's passionate about education and also we thought let's close the gap in our community knowing that there's a lot of disadvantages when it comes to education. So we started uh, programs for the kids after school, uh, having book clubs and a home library. Um, There's a lot of challenges in our community, even going to the, the um, government library or the community library, it's, it's, a, it's a walking distance and it's quite far, um, minding that after school it's already late and there's yeah. a lot of stuff, child trafficking happening, sure. so many people couldn't travel to the library, meaning now you will lack on your studies. So we thought of, like, let's have books here and help them as an older brother and older sister. At least they will have someone who they can speak to. Also, like when you spoke of the library, and <laughs> you know they are yeah. too serious, no noise, yeah. but they in the space. They can chat with bigger brother or bigger sister and help them with homeworks. Yeah. That's when we started <coughs> with the program for the kids. And now we recently started um, mental health coaching yeah. For them, uh, uh, focusing on 8 to 13 years, mm-hmm. knowing that's, that's the age where most challenges are happening, you getting that beating, no more, yeah, then I'm um, now <laughs> responsible for yeah, many things. So uh, we trying to mold them and make sure that they are equipped for their real-life situation, and we make them understand about their emotions, about their qualities and the boundaries that they need to have which I think if I knew that at an early stage in my life would have been a much better man than I am now. But I'm glad that they, uh, for themselves, they can get uh, that foundation at that. Yeah, so that's for what sure. we do it at Temsaritan. Mm-hmm.
2: So as we were walking through, I'm noticing like schoolwork being done, these, e- these emotion cards, and I didn't know what they were playing with. Mm-hmm. So I started to see the faces, and it said sad or it said happy, and I was like... How incredible that, I mean, we all deal with some form of mental health, right? Thankfully, right now, it's been more talked about, Mm -hmm. especially for men, especially for black men, Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? So as I'm seeing this, I'm like, how amazing is it that little do these kids know this is a form of expressing emotion that they've been holding in for so long, especially from the ages of 8 to 13, which everything is crazy, right? From 8 to 13, for for lack of a better way to put it. So seeing this, and it's funny because Ayanda was saying, like, you know, you just pick your spot, and then you're there. It's like first come, first serve. You have, like, the Taj Mahal <laughs> of Kailisha. Because I was like, I went back, and I'm like, wow, like, this view is, is amazing. And you had, like, a little office at right, the library, and I was like, it's, a, it's an office with a view. Mm. The balcony helps. Sure. And so your brother's is do, doing a good job. But, um, but, no, we were just, you know, witnessing the kids playing, and it just, the energy that, was, that you've created, you and your wife, is amazing and you feel it as soon as you walk in it's warm it's welcoming it's safe and and for those kids you know as i was telling your wife what you're doing is you're you're help molding their young mind number one but number two you're you're providing a space where they can express and be themselves and i I can't even imagine in the townships how hard that is let alone for for anyone right especially at that age so what have you and your wife noticed from kids who have been with you guys now for a couple of years to where they are now, mm. and, and and just the shift
3: in, in their whole thing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's so mind blowing and it gives us a lot of hope. Like there's yeah. there's one guy that uh, comes in mind now mm. uh, He's called Amelie, so he's still with us, mm. uh, but to see the growth uh, because he's one of the guys who really close and he wants to to grow and yeah. he's eager to learn and. That, for me, it, it really leaves hope uh, that even when we're gone, we may be doing other stuff. Maybe I'm well-famous musician. Yeah. Uh, there's hope that, oh, Amilile will run with this idea that we've initiated already, uh, because he's, he's a really amazing product of mm-hmm. what we're trying to achieve, yeah. uh, like... <clears throat> hearing him uh, uh, talking about the responsibilities and the changes that he does at home as to when he started with us, he used to be just like any other kid, but now he sort of like uh, consumes the information that we share with him and we just being mentors and make sure that we, on their level, of understanding, like yeah. where you should see me well. I'm, I'm with them and at the playing field, they sometimes really feel like I'm their pal yeah. because I'm just, I know how it feels to, to not have someone older to look up to so yeah. to, to, to have uh, myself and my wife as those people to them, it really uh, gives them hope and to see them taking what we're teaching them Uh, it's really a cherry on top and we have hope for that community because we still have ideas but we know the body can only allow you to live for a certain time and I have hope that even after it's all said and done for us, there's still people who are going to drive what we hope for that community.
2: Speaking of the word hope, I remember um, yesterday you said something that as we in the States would call a bar, Um, but it was, I would call it a gem. And you said, um, I also want to talk about um, more in detail about the townships because I was was telling Lloyd when we were driving, um, what is poor in the States would be just below middle-class here. Right. So when, when I'm riding through these townships and I'm like, is that a barbershop? First of all, I'm like, how does he have electricity running through here? Mm. It, it looked like a cardboard, like shotgun box kind of thing. Right. With maybe some aluminum, you know, around the sides and all the shops are like that. And then when you look at where people live, there there's poor and then there's, there's Chris Rock says there's Poe, okay? <laughs> and, and with all due respect, the townships is a different kind of poor. And, and we're driving through, and it was just like all the things that I would complain about, all the things that I say I wish I had. And when you ride through these townships, I shut that voice up so quick. And, and as, as they say, you take a piece of humble pie. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I had the whole bakery of humbleness, <laughs> the entire bakery. I even told Shea um last night I said, if if you ever hear me complain about anything that is first world problems, just say townships mm. It's like a safe word, just say townships and it'll bring me right back down to reality right and Shea was also pointing out to like what we think we need in a home or like even just in your bathroom, like toiletries and products and all these things we're like we're looking at the stuff that we brought and we're like we don't, we need two of these things in in reality, right so I want to talk again more about the townships and how, how much passion you both have in changing that and bringing a different hope and a different happiness and a different side of, of, of a perspective that they may not see your visions, but you guys do. And what, when I say the word township, what comes to mind?
1: You have one unheard message. <laughs>
4: I always think outskirts when, when someone says township, yeah. um, primarily because I think systematically they were, like, castrated from the main CBD and people were just placed on the edge. It's almost like our biggest challenge is always you work to work. Yeah. Like, you, your goal in life is to have bigger, better things, but yeah. then your reality is that you're so far displaced from your workplace that most of your salary gets consumed by just traveling. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think like yeah. um, that. Um, but to your point, though, um, the sadness, the thing about the things that made people like cherish the basics was when we were coming, or our forefathers or grandparents were coming to live like in, in the city, The priority was not to settle down and build a family it was really to get an income and send it back home so when it started like expanding and more people coming in no one had the finances to build like a beautiful three-story building like people just had the basic means Mm. so a shack basically is a very cost-effective simple structure that you erect in a day and you're there and you're settling down and the the Occupation of, like, illegal land, as, like, the government would say, is just people looking at opportunities and finding convenience um, in that space because it's either close to the main road, easy access to public transportation, and it allows them to feel like they have some sense of ownership mm-hmm. in the in the city. Yeah. Um, the reality, though, is the lack of finances and the jobs that are there. They're not enough, like, big, high-paying jobs have everyone really get a good salary if we're looking at like our education system in the past it was also built to segregate people so you don't have like a lot of highly qualified people who now can go and intern and work at those jobs so they have the salaries so people did what they could um with the little that they have and they just became creative um with 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 that like i have a friend who always talks about this concept of 10 cents for life mm. basically it's, th- it's the smallest amount that you can have but it can make the biggest of differences and I think that's basically how we've been able to adapt and, and, and live forward. And yeah. I I, for me, a barber shop has always been that. Like when I started <laughs> seeing like these, yeah. these, these beautiful barbers like yeah. doing cool cut fades, I'm like, this is great, but I <laughs> <buy> 10 bucks <laughs> gives me something similar. Like sure. so I trust mm. the barber to kind of have the skill yeah. to make me look fresh. Yeah. Um in that canteen. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Literally. Um, so it's that. That's for me. My, my understanding of just mm-hmm. how we got to that point of yeah. being in that situation, living in the township.
3: Yeah. For 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 me, when I think of the township, I think of like the the economy that's there mm-hmm. and the potential of us really owning that economy, and which is what I think uh, we as the entrepreneurs coming from Kailisha are driving, and we we going towards that direction where. We not just isolated from, because we saw that happening from our bigger brothers and sisters, uh, where you want, if you have something or a business mm-hmm. booming, you want it to be just karma, not associated to anyone. But we realize that if you think of economy, you need to sort of like collaborate with a lot of people, yeah. uh, which is what we d- starting to do and we're and collaborating with many other people. Mm. Like right now, for us, I think it's the what we share as entrepreneurs is changing the, the perspective of what people have about the township. Yeah. Like now, for, for for a normal guy, I think when you are called to come to an interview, a podcast, maybe I would have thought of my Nike bucket <laughs> hat or my Gucci shirt. Yeah. But for us, look at us—we we dressed on. By locals, so we, yeah. we're just about that, and understanding that it's not, it's, it's bigger than that. It, yeah. What you have here, it's, it's a billboard, it's a chance for me to showcase my people, rather than showcasing someone who's already made it. So
2: tell me about the towns, because there's, there's four primary townships in, in South Africa, in Cape Town, right? Is that right? There's a lot, actually. Oh, because yeah. Lloyd was giving me four,
4: like, Oh,
3: maybe yeah, it's no. so in go, in go,
4: yeah in terms of like <laughs> the chronological development like of townships um we will always reference Langa as like the mother okay. because that's where like a lot of people who are coming in from like the eastern Cape right. would have to go there and they would check in and get to verify that they were here okay. for a good working reasons yeah. um, and the funniest thing would be They were treated as, like, strangers. Imagine traveling to your own city, your own country, (laughs) and yet you're still a foreigner. (laughs) Um, So Langa would be the oldest established in about 1923, and then you have Gooks in Nyanga between 1950 and 1960, and then Crossroad in 1970, and then Kailich are, like, 1980s or 1983. So those are the big ones. Those are the most known ones. And when you say
2: big, like like, like, give me a rough number of how many people are in the community? At least with Kaliche.
4: Okay, locals love being bold and proud. Like, ah, oh, we need <laughs> 0.5 million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <More than that. laughs> um, the number's very debatable, but I think a lot of us are, like agree that there's more than a million inhabitants in that community. Mm. Um, mostly because after 1994, you just had this surge of people like coming in and yeah. wanting to live here, yeah. and because of like the informal situations like you guys experienced yesterday, yeah. census doesn't can't do a good job. No, no,
2: no, no, no. People there's people a lot live. in a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking of it, yeah.
4: So there's a lot. There's there's yeah. roughly a lot, um, but it's really grown. I think over the years, yeah. so we take up a lot of like like lot of Cape Town's population. Like I believe lives mm. in Akailicha. Wow. Um, a lot of guys that work even in the city, like if you'd had to take a public transport right now, yeah. a taxi specifically, yeah. and it was rush hour, yeah. payday, i sure. would uh, take you two hours before you get home. The just standing wow. in a queue. Like Great not even like in the taxi traveling, just for you to get into the taxi to travel. It'll take you two hours. That's how long the queue would be. Level. And even Lloyd was saying like there's classism within the townships. Yeah. And I know you said the alphabet is
2: kind of how it's organized, mm. right?
4: It's so. Langa was established as formally that's going to be the way people like the black working class is going to live, yeah. and they had like two setups. One was the hostel situation. so hostels basically were men's only. Um, it's almost like for you guys when you, it's the projects. If you're looking at like how they would build up these high buildings, yeah. that would be like what they were doing. Okay, um, and. That was just men. So when men came in without their spouses, basically, they would live in that situation. But when families also started developing, they had a different section. Now, this was much more of a mm-hmm. family space, which would be similar, but it was a carriage home. Mm-hmm. So okay. People would live there. And then when Kailich was established, it started out differently. Kailicha okay. started out when there was a brewing war happening in a crossroad. And they were just trying to reduce that community to have control. Okay. And you could notice even when we were coming in, like in Langa, if you went in... Mm-hmm. There's one way in, one way out. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. like a systematic way of closing yeah. down the township. Yeah. Um, so for Kailicha, banks also started noticing and saw an opportunity. Mm. And that creates classism alone because then he comes in, he squats, builds a shack. That's informal. Yeah. I purchase a home, so there's a promise that there's going to be a school, it's going to be nearby a clinic. There's right. a lot of these provided resources yeah. that makes my community already affluent. So then, when we look at each other, we look at each other differently. Not understanding, we're the same. I have the same
0: sure.
4: bank statement as you, mm. yeah. but it's just that I made a different choice. Mm. And then we, we were like, ah, you live there. That your community is very much stacked together. It's very yeah. hot when yeah. you get there. My area is cool, spaced out. Sure. There's like <laughs> yards and stuff. So, so that's where the thing that that thing happens where we look at each other differently. Mm. But I think we've we've also gotten to embrace that. We, we, that's our heritage. That's our community. That's our area. And a lot of us went to the same schools. but as much as we all live in different areas, in the classroom we wear the We're same. All the uniform. same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the same.
2: So I want to talk now just about again um, what both organizations that you guys have started um, to shine light on them. We'll start with what do you need more of in order to see your vision come to life.
3: Uh, For us, um, like right now, what we need is to make sure that the space that we have, uh, which we started out of our own pockets, um, and then we could only go as far. Uh, What we need right now is to make sure what the vision that we had, uh, we now put the real Structure that sure. is accommodative yeah. and is safe, so that when we say we offer safe space, it really Literally. is a safe space. <laughs> we don't yeah, say yeah. Uh, mind your step there. Sure, sure. So uh, we're currently gonna be embarking on a journey of starting a campaign um, and a crowdfunding campaign where we're just asking for anyone uh, to help us make sure that we realize uh, rebuilding the structure and making sure that it's safe for the community and a uh, whole lot of other things that we yeah. hope to do, like the tourism we're already yeah. doing. Yeah. Uh, but we still have other dreams that are going to be crazy when you visit us. Sure. You'll have the cable card and ah. <laughs> <you don't laughs> happening yeah. in there. So, mm. And we're hoping that anyone who has um, something to offer, it might be sharing the link, it might be sure. just donating the little that you have, and it's going to make us uh, realize our dream that is making the space for the community.
4: Yeah. Ayanda, hey, what do you need? Uh, I think I was thinking about it, like, right now for a second. I think mostly for us, we have need more people to, I think, dismiss the idea of townships are just unsafe. Right. I think um, out of everything else, the biggest thing we try and do is always have people go home feeling like, yo, as much as I heard what I heard before I was there, mm. I didn't really feel that when I was in that space yeah. amongst that p- those people in that community. Mm-hmm. Um, we we are like working strong in like building relationships across like the, the Leech, uh, collaborating with different individuals and just testing out always like uh, new ideas whether yeah. it's going to be cycling to the ocean or running or doing things. But those are things that we feel we are able to do. But sure. I think. The biggest challenge again is how do, are we positioned yeah. in the whole hierarchy of Cape Town's tourism? Because mm. we are right almost at the bottom, if not at the bottom, because when people come here, and to your point earlier, they get to see the township as the, the first welcoming yeah. like point in Cape Town, but then they don't get to get a welcome, like a warm, like embrace, embrace yeah. open arms you can yeah. really as well as we received yeah. see is it, is it like so that that for me i think is the is the it's the, the biggest thing yeah and i even think like the, a platform like this also just creates that as well sure. where people really get a, a first hand experience yeah of someone talking about a township and opening up in terms of what the community is about sure okay so just to break in the action here i just wanted to hop in and
2: make sure everyone's caught up to speed i know there's there's been a lot of conversation, and maybe some that not a lot of you can relate to, speaking about the townships. However, I think that there are still some some major takeaways here from whoever you are listening or watching. When I think of Cape Town, I think of one of the most beautiful places I've ever traveled, and I've always said it's like this hidden gem, this hidden paradise in the world. The one thing that is a constant reminder, as well as, as how beautiful Cape Town is and South Africa is, is these townships. If anyone's ever flown to Cape Town, you know that as soon as you land and you're on your way into the city, you have to pass by the townships. It is one main road led into the city from the airport. And no matter which way you look, left or right from your car, you see these townships. And these townships, as I've shown, if you've watched on YouTube, the state that they're in from, you know, aluminum siding, which is almost going to fall down and fall apart barely holding on to tin roofs or plastic and I mean you name it these are completely non-livable conditions that are are anything but sustainable and it really gives you that sense of of humbleness it makes you really appreciate what you have and speaking of a sense of humbleness and and taking advantage of all the resources that we have you know to our disposal and, and what we're blessed with Another takeaway I had from Apiwe and Ayanda was just start, you know, again, based on their type of living conditions and, and the township's conditions, the fact that they were still able to give back to their community to make something of their lives and to make a huge impact in where they're from is nothing short of incredible and completely inspiring from Ayanda creating his foundation of ABCD to give back to the community in ways of, of a created spin on it. And, and, and just a, this overall message of, look, we can do this. You know, we can make our town, our community a better place regardless of the circumstances that were dealt to us. And then you have a Pway who him and his wife created this incredible safe space for children in the community who this is the highlight of their day this would be one of the highlights of their entire life. That is just so inspiring. Whether you understand the township dialogue or not, like everyone can relate to that. And again, that whole just start, they started with almost nothing, literally almost nothing. And the fact that I know, at least for myself sitting here in the States, there are so many resources that I have, whether it's financial resources, knowing the right people, having the opportunity to go to certain places and, and network, et cetera, there's just no excuse. And I hope that's one of the main takeaways from everyone listening or watching this episode today is that there is no excuse. If you really want to do something in your life and you really want to live a purposeful life and have your all your potential and, and your intentions and your hopes and goals to be lived out, you just have to start. You just have to start so uh i usually go round of rapid fire questions but first i'm, I'm going to go the opposite way um because i feel like it's necessary now so i always um acknowledge my guests whenever they come on the show i'm so appreciative of the time the efforts and for you guys it's a long way um and i know it's it's we've been talking a lot the last like 24 48 hours so um acknowledgement slash appreciation so I'll start with you. As I said, and be a re- repeat of the voice note I left to you, but for everyone. Um, but but I just, uh, again, that passion really came through. You know, you reminded me a lot of myself when I'm in Chicago and I'm giving my tours of Chicago, and there's a bad rap that we get. Um, not near the, the townships as far as poverty goes, but crime and, and just. So it's always important for me to say, no, 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 but this is how Chicago really is. And watch how people embrace you and look at the beautiful people inside and out, you Mm. know, and that's what you gave us. Um, We felt safe. But more importantly, we felt like you opened up your arms literally to your home, which happened to be your town in Kalicha. And we felt like obviously from learning everything, I just felt submerged in like the culture. Right. And just to um, get it from you was just like I wouldn't have any other way. So I just appreciate you and for what you do for your community because a lot of people talk about a lot of things and they don't do anything about it. Mm. A lot of people come from where we, where we come from, but they don't ever give back to where they came from. And that's what both mm. of you are doing. So I really appreciate what you're doing. I know everyone in your town does, and hopefully it just gets bigger and better. A Apiwe, for you and your wife, if that's okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> um, well, please, well. please share it. <laughs> um, you know, yesterday in, in your home and in your space, when you and I were talking over the balcony, and uh, I, was, I had some emotions, and I was just, like, processing everything and looking at the kids. And, um, and I was just putting myself in, in their shoes as, as a kid, you know, in, in your town, just thinking, like, your home is, like, where everybody wants to be. And for you to have created a space like that is priceless. Like, I can't stress it enough how incredible um, that you and your wife have, have done And then um, speaking with your wife And watching these cards The cards really got me Because mental health is really important for me right now um, I dealt with issues when I was a kid too And um, I felt like I had no one to talk to and no one could relate to me My show is called Who Can Relate for a Reason um, And just seeing them play with these cards I'm like, I need these cards today And I'm 34, <laughs> you know, let alone <laughs> 8, 10, 12 sure, years sure, old, right? Sure. Because it, it made it okay It made it normal to be talked about It made it normal to be accepted right? It's like, Oh, I'm sad. I'm sad too. Oh, you are. And now we have something in common and we can talk about why we're sad and we can hopefully come up with a solution as to no longer be sad or to learn from this sadness. Right. So, um, but when I, when I spoke to your wife, um, man, I just like, I had tears cause I was just like, I, I know you guys know what you've created, but from an outsider coming into that space, mm-hmm. um, it, made, it inspired me. It made me want to step my game up to like the next level and want to give back more. But um, to do it out of pure, genuine want and pure, genuine kindness, unfortunately, in today's day and age, is extremely rare. Mm. So for you to do that, although it's natural and normal for you and your wife, you've normalized being kind, as mm. we all should, it's rare. And I think in your town, it's probably extremely rare. Because I can only imagine, if I came from the townships, I would be me, myself, and I, sure. right? It's me come first, me, I come second, and it's me against the world. Mm. So for you guys to open up your arms and open up your home is incredible. Thanks, incredible. Man. So for me to you and your wife and to you, Ayanda, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, okay, fun stuff, light stuff. <laughs> um, the round of rapid fire. So how it works is, you guys don't know about the questions. Um, whatever comes to mind, just shout it out. Don't, don't, be, uh, don't be afraid, don't be shy.
4: Yeah.
2: First question is what is your mantra or motto in life that you live by? And either you can answer first.
4: I, I think for me it's um it's just waking up and I don't know trying to level up and do what I can each day. Yeah. Um I think I think for me that's that's the the biggest thing that I that that's what I live by. Uh, yeah. Because also we, we, I faced, like, I've gone through a lot of stuff, but I, it's like, uh, if I'm still given, like, breath every day to wake up and yeah. try and still continue doing what I didn't, I couldn't achieve yesterday, sure. try attempting it today, yeah. then I'm just grateful and, 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 and appreciative of that moment. Yeah. Um. And and I told a friend today that I I'm, I actually feel guilty if I don't commit to something, mm. Mm. like like a part of me just feels guilt. So yeah. it's, so if I said I was going to commit to something and it's not happening, yeah. that it eats me up until that is done. So that's me. Great answer. Uh, for me, uh,
3: it's it, it's when I got exposed to this saying by Mahatma Gandhi, uh, "Be the change that you want to see." Uh, it, it it speaks to all aspects of life for me if yeah. I say uh, there's no peace in the world, but am I peaceful? Mm. Uh, there's no love. Am I loving? So it, it goes far beyond uh, yeah. life. So that's what really keeps me going, yeah. be the change that I want to And you, see. you're you doing it. Both of you are doing it. And it reminded me of Ayanda, the Muhammad Ali quote. He said, don't count
2: the days, make the days count. Mm. Uh, it's kind of more it's or less dope. like what you are saying. Stop. <laughs> 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 uh, second question is, how do you see your visions come to life?
3: Yeah. Uh, that everyone will yeah. have a safe space sure. and then we'll just be and I will maybe sing more yeah. <laughs> for people to be joyful. Yeah. Otherwise in a perfect world that it means all that I'm wishing for will be offered. Sure. Yeah. Sure.
4: Yeah. Um hmm. I think in a in a perfect world we would have like more guys venturing into that space and more yeah. things popping up in our community and more activities for people to do and embrace. Hmm. Um we, we all understand that this is also a different way of making a living and, uh, and, and another way of just advocating for our own space and taking ownership sure. of our community because we were not given these spaces for the us to own them. Yeah. But Ironically, we are proud and becoming stronger advocates for the change in these spaces. So, sure. so that for me would be in the perfect weather, like a perfect situation. Okay.
2: <laughs> so speaking of that, because it sounds like you kind of spoke to your younger self. in in, (laughs) in, in a way right so so that could be the next question what advice would you give your teenage self with all that you know now all the knowledge all the experience all the lessons learned all the trial and error what would you tell your younger
4: self i don't think i would ever advise my younger self Mm. um I think one of the, 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 the biggest things I'd actually do is just encourage my younger self to 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 continue doing what they're doing because I, I, I can rem- reminisce or like think back to like situations where I um might have failed at something and that really hit me hard back then. But yeah. then I always look back that for that one bad feeling there's another positive feeling sure. right balancing that out. So sure. um I don't want to. I, I don't believe if I, if if my younger self knows what I've become, then I think my younger self will want to change yeah. a lot of what's gonna happen <laughs> to, to just yeah. have all the good things for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So it's so that not, <laughs> not the journey, right? And, and then and that that means maybe I don't I don't meet to RP where we don't talk. I don't meet tourists because sure. it's all hit full circle. Um, yeah. I've known him way before he knew me because. He was a popular singer that used yeah. to perform on <laughs> stages and stuff. Yeah. And I had a friend who used to go crazy about music sensation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then ironically, uh, the world just goes full circle. Sure. We, we link up in spaces and just yeah. we are now in a in a situation where we get to talk and have the same conversation together. Sure. So so I don't think if my younger self knew that, my younger self would be a doctor right now. Mm.
3: <laughs> 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 uh, for, for me, uh, I, I, I would... Uh, Advice, or maybe it's, it's not really an advice but uh, an affirmation mm. for, to, to my younger self that you are enough. Uh, I think uh, I really would love to, to have had that at an earlier stage where yeah. there's a lot happening in life and there's a whole lot of voices telling you that you're missing this, you're not enough, you should be like this. If I had that voice, and still today, a karma, you are enough. Mm-hmm. That's that. Yeah. I love it.
2: I love it. If you could create a law that everybody had to abide by and live by,
4: what would it be? Molo. That's what I would say. Morn. Molo. Oh, Molo. <laughs> Molo. Cure that. Yeah. Molo. That is really dope. Um I don't know. So, so 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 one of the most things that we have actually like did when we started out for our guest was to teach them it class. And just the basic way of greeting um is a, is a gesture that like acknowledges your presence mm. when you are within someone else's space so we would have to tell them as you're jogging like if you see people standing by the bus stop just simply greet them say molo. and what i what i noticed happened like in western society in most of the places like people walk past each other as if they don't see that someone else is within their space so I think I, I, I would make that a law. Like, just simply say more. Just mm. acknowledge, say hi. Yeah. They don't have to smile. They don't have sure. to pretend. They just have to greet you back. Sure. Just acknowledge, I see you. <laughs> and a lot of That's people, beautiful. I think, don't feel seen. So, yeah. because no one pays the time to just, to just greet. Be like, hi. Um, our parents even conditioned us growing up. If you walked into the house, you'd start talking. They, they, they'd be like, oh, rewind. Come back. <laughs>
1: Come
2: back.
4: You missed the step. What what are Mind you supposed to? Do? <laughs> yeah. Then you have to like okay sorry, how is everyone? And then they were like okay what were you saying?
3: Mm. Because
4: you just acknowledged that they were in your presence. So yeah.
3: And and for me just to add on that, I yeah. think I would be in his jewelry or <laughs> yeah 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 court <laughs> saying sure. this needs to happen because I love Umalo and I growing up like I I, I saw it as an investment uh, because. With that molo, it means that you've uh, acknowledged one, and it means when you need something from that person, it can start simply from that molo. It yeah. meant that you respected them, sure. and you cannot just come now, let's say after you pass them at the bus stop yeah. and you're getting lost, coming back, it would be awkward to say, sure. hi, guys, I'm getting lost. Yeah, I need you now. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah, so right. you, you would have made your investment, and when you come back, you get your results of that sure. investment. So uh, That's great. Um, I'm That's in your world, but a, yeah. in my world, I would say at least one act of kindness a day mm. for everyone. <coughs> Do something that is yeah. showing kindness to anyone yeah. or anything sure. like the environment even. So yeah. one act of kindness. I love it.
2: Two great answers. There's no wrong answer, uh-huh. but those, <laughs> those were great. Um, last and final question. What does Ayanda
4: and what does Apiwe... What do you
2: admire most about yourselves?
4: Mm. Yeah, bro, what do you admire about yourself? It's the humbleness.
3: I I admire the humbleness that I have with uh, everything that I have accomplished and acquired and still to acquire, the talent, whatnot, the ideas, uh, but still to be humbled. Mm. Uh, I really applaud and admire myself for that because I know some people to be just to be told to say, Hey, you can perform, you sing so nicely and be like, I'll be like that guy now. Yeah. Hey, with yeah, shoulders. Yeah, yeah. So for me it's being humble all mm. the time. Yeah.
4: I mean no, it's just my curiosity. I think um I was I don't know, it I always knew I was curious about things. Naturally that just came second nature. And then I picked up things easy as well. So that was always like and another thing that I, I had, like, growing up. So that was one thing. And it's always, I always get surprised as well, like, why was I looking at this in the first place? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you get yeah. it It just looked nice. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then I just go, like, on a rabbit hole around, okay, cool, where does that come from? What, yeah. what happens there? What's this? And what is that? And yeah. I think it's, it's, it's been a, a great way of exposing me to a lot of different things. Sure. So uh, that's one thing. Curiosity. Mm. I love it. Well, if
2: people are curious on how they can find you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Instagram or website or anything, if you want to uh, let them
4: know. Um, on Instagram, I am I are at Iana I spell it. It's at A-Y-A-N-D-A-C-U-B-A. Mm. Um, for ABCD, it's just that. It's at ABCD Concepts. Um, and then for... Facebook, it's the same. It's just my name and surname. If you're creative like myself, I do have a Behance account. You just Google me, Ayanda Kuba, and you'll find like some of my work on Behance. And you'll probably also get a link to some of the work I do in my community. For sure, I'll make sure I include all that too.
3: And I am Karma Music. It starts with a Q and ends with a Q because I'm (laughs) Mister (laughs) Q. So uh, you can find me on any social platforms. Facebook, it's Kama Music, and on Instagram and Twitter, it's Kama Music still. But for my uh, organization, it's Tembisa, without an H, Ratanga, Tembisa Ratanga, on Instagram, Tembisa underscore Ratanga. That's where you find us.
2: Good. Okay, so this is the final interruption in the episode, and I'll send it off in a good way, uh, back to a and Ayand in a second. But again, I just wanted to remind anybody who's interested in donating to Apiwe's Foundation, and showing support for them, donating and showing support for Ayanda. If you are watching, everything is on the screen right now. And even if you're not watching on YouTube, it's on the description in the notes. If you are listening on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast, this is also in the show notes below. There's links, there's ways to connect, there's ways to give back, there's ways to support and show love. So on behalf of me, who can relate, and these two incredible human beings, and again, Ayanda and Apiwe, Thank you, thank you, thank you for whatever you have to give. Also, another way to really show support is to share this episode with anyone that you think could benefit from it or anyone that you think could also contribute and support their movements. It would be greatly appreciated, and it would go such a long way. Okay, now, before we get back into the last bit of the episode, thank you again for P.W.A. and Islander for coming on. Thank you again for you, the listener, and the audience to tuning in and showing support. Last and final thing... You stick around for the end of this episode on YouTube. You're going to see some photos and some more videos from our trip to South Africa. And if you are listening to this, thank you. And I highly encourage you to go over to YouTube so you can see what I'm talking about. And throughout the episode, I've already shared a bunch of different footage, documentary style and ways of this incredible trip that Shay and I had. Thank you. Love and light to each and every one of you. I'll see you all next week.
4: So since it's your show, right? Yeah. yeah. As a gift... Yeah. From us to you, uh, here's a tongue twister. Okay. In South Africa. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
2: you know what? I was worried about this. Because we, we, you taught me, you tried to teach us yesterday.
1: <laughs> and
2: I know, like, Trim- I, I remember the, <laughs> which I can do. But then to
4: call a horse, was like. ha. <coughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But since we have a singer, so there's a simple one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was a song by the <laughs> famous Miriam <laughs> Simple. Simple. <laughs> He can even give you the harmony to
3: it. That, that's
2: your tune now. <laughs> okay. I
3: can do that part. I can I can do that part. <laughs> I
0: can't even tap that.